Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thunder walked away victorious 107 to 106. If you didn't know already, I'm your host Dylan at Thunder Chats. And, you know, with this victory, we are 2 0 against the Utah Jazz this year. Uh, that is significant because that is the team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. And with this victory, we are also tied with the Denver Nuggets for first place in the Western Conference. Now, obviously, that's huge. This game had some huge implications, and there was a lot that went on in it. And I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. Alright, so, in the first quarter, um... You know, it was a little bit back and forth on Ferry. There was a point in the first quarter where Russ was going for a loose ball with Joe Ingles, and he might have gave him a little bump going out of bounds, but it, it was a lot of give and take between Russ and Joe on that play. Uh, Russ ended up hitting the ball off Joe, and Joe went fine in the stands, came up, and got in Russ's face. And credit to Russ, he didn't try to escalate the situation any more than it already was. He was just trying to get the ball try to get the ball and inbound it, and get going with the game. So, credit to Russ there. Um, considering that there's not going to be a lot of credit given to Russ in this, in this recap here. Um, I have noted that Jeremy Grant had 13 points um, at one point in the first quarter. He actually entered the quarter with 15 points, and spoiler alert, that's what he finished the game with, 15 points. So, Jeremy had it going early. Um, he blocked Gobert at the rim a couple times. Uh, I mean, he was having a really good game. Like, he was on pace to have, like, 25, 27, some, some kind of, you know, massive scoring out first game. But uh, he ended up with thir- or 15. But, I mean, he was going to work early. Um, he had a three-pointer in the second quarter that I'm going to get to. That was his first miss of the game. Of course, he missed everything else after that, but... Anyways, he started off hot. He hit his first six shots, so that was huge for us. I have that Russ scored in the post on Donovan Mitchell, but he didn't rock the baby. And man, I was disappointed because, you know, at this point, the Jazz and the Thunder, I wouldn't necessarily call them rivals, but it's obvious they don't like each other. And, you know, for something as demeaning as the rock the baby taunting celebration, for Russ not to pop that out on Donovan Mitchell... The rookie that knocked the Thunder out of the playoffs last year, it it, it really upset me. I, I was disappointed. I wanted to see the rock the baby, but you know, it is what it is. 
Um, there was a play in the first quarter in which Jay Crowder got an entry pass, and for whatever reason, Dennis Schroeder was guarding him, and he tipped the ball, and it went in the basket. So I'm sure they gave the credit to Jay Crowder, but Dennis Schroeder actually got two points for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and then the final note I have for the first quarter, and it, it's actually really cool. Um, I tweeted this at Thunder Chats. Paul George had a quintuple single, and it's one of the most unique stat lines you'll ever see. He had five points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and one block, setting it up perfectly for 5-4-3-2-1. Uh, I just thought that was really cool. Um, the Jazz outscored the Thunder 32-26. to All right, going into the second quarter, Thalbo Sevalosha made a three, and that put Cy. And obviously because the Thunder had Thalbo Sevalosha, but... With Andre Robertson developing into what he was developing into, we felt we could let him walk. And we're not wrong. But Thabo is still a serviceable and a helpful 3 and D player. And he proved that tonight for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jazz actually opened up the second quarter on a 15-5 run, prompting a Thunder timeout with about 9 minutes left to play. Uh, right out of the timeout, Russ drives in and gets Hami baseline. Hami misses the layup and he rebounds it. With just his right hand, tries to tip it up, and he misses that, and he catches it with his left hand and tries to tip it up, and he makes that. So, that was a fun sequence from Hami. Uh, pat his stats a little bit, get a couple of rebounds and two points. Um, I put there's some, and, and there's going to be more about this later, but I said there's just something about Russ in Utah that makes him play bad. And it was like that all night, man. And he, he wasn't necessarily playing bad. Like, you know, he still had, I think... Eight or nine assists. He had 12 rebounds. Like, he was still playing all right. He had a couple steals here and there. His issue is shooting, and we're going to get to that. But as I said that, as I typed that, literally as I hit bad, Russ drove in and got an easy layup. So, you know, he's still Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell or Jeremy Grant blocks Rudy Gobert for the second time today, and immediately Paul George goes down and makes a three at the other end. And this this would be the first of Paul George just being set on fire. That was his eighth point. He comes down the, the next possession. He gets an AM1. Um, and I think he misses the free throw. Uh, oh, no, sorry. He has 17. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he comes down and makes the AM1. Then he comes down and makes another three. He had eight straight points. Rush drives in. He got fouled. And I put that to new because... You know, last year in the playoffs, Russ drove in relentlessly, and he got hacked. Like, he got tore up, and he never got called for the foul. So, um, that's why I said that's new. <laughs> I, I think he actually split the free throws. So, it didn't actually end up great for us. Um, I said, Paul George missed a three, and I was kind of shocked. Like, that's how hot he was at that point. But, there's more of that coming up. Uh, then he made a tough bank shot to tie it at 52. Uh, Russ drove in, and he hit Jeremy Grant for a floater to give him a 54-53 to lead, and then Grant missed the three with under a minute left, giving him the first miss of the night. Kind of touched on that a second ago. Um, and then I said Dennis pulled the Carmelo special, and for those of you who don't know, it's when you run the pick and roll and you get a big switched up on you, like Donovan Mitchell did to Carmelo over and over and over again last year. Uh, he had Derek Favors on him, drove Favors to the rim, and then he did a nifty little floater to beat the buzzer and bring the Thunder within three. 
So they were down 61-58, but the Thunder did outscore the Jazz in that quarter, 32-29. Paul George had 17, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Jeremy Grant had 15, 2 rebounds, no assists, but he had a steal and 2 blocks. And then Russ had 6.7 rebounds, 5 assists, but he had 4 turnovers. I also made a note that Dennis had 8 points. You know, that was really important. And Alex had 2 threes. He had 6 points. Alex didn't play much in the second half, but um, he went, I think, 2 or 3 in the first half, all three-pointers. So, that was definitely helpful, Alex. That was definitely helpful. I do have a note about Steven Adams struggling. He had 2 points and 1 rebound in the entire first half. And I actually tweeted about this. I was like, we need to get him going. Like, we've got to get him involved early. He's too important of a player to have two points and especially to have one rebound. So, more of that to come. All right, third quarter. I uh, said there was a foul on Russ, and he had his third foul with 11.39 in the third. Like, that fast. Uh, I said Paul George is three to tie it, and Jazz score immediately. Russ gets a layup, and then they score an alley-oop. I said, this game is bad for my health because it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I actually even said any shot the Thunder make, the Jazz have an answer immediately. And I said they're leading with 79-73 with 445 left. Um, I actually made a note before that. It was 730 left. Russ picked up his fourth foul in the third quarter. And I said he gets the worst calls in Utah, seems like. Because a lot of those, I would contend, aren't fouls. But, you know, that's just me. Um, I said Paul hits a deep two, Dennis hits a three, and they are down one. And the Jazz calls a timeout. I said Grant has been scoreless this quarter. Spoiler alert. Grant is scoreless for the rest of the game. Uh, Steven Adams posterizes. Wow, that says Kroger. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Corver. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do it correct. Steven Adams just straight up posterized Kyle Corver and Derek Favors on a putback off of Jamie Grant. Miss. Sorry. Paul George straight down Main Street for the flush to go up three with 2.40 left. Then Paul George hit a ridiculous falling three out of a timeout. Um, he came over to the left corner where there was inbounding it. He caught it, and he turned. He was fading out of bounds. He shot it, and he made it with 11 seconds left on the shot clock. Like It, it was straight up a heat jet, but, man, it fell, and it was awesome. Um, and he had 34 points at that time, and I said, the man is ridiculous. And then he hit another three, and I said, cool the man off. He might be hot. 37 for Paul George at that time. Um, Joe Ingles and Dante Exum doubled him the next possession, and Joe Ingles actually fouled him. And honestly, he almost made three-pointer on the next possession because he got a good look, and he got fouled from three by Dante Exum, and he almost made it. Uh, He made off three free throws, and he ended up with 22 points in just the third quarter. Like, Paul George was going off. He was a killer all game long. Um, and he ended up with 39, 11, and 5 assists in the third quarter on 13 of 18 shooting. So, with high efficiency, not as well as, you know, just a tremendous scoring punch. Um, the Thunder ended the third quarter up 93 to 81 and actually outscored the Jazz by a blistering 33 to 20 points. So, you know, the strength that we've been talking about, about the Thunder in the third quarter, was prevalent in this game with a 13-point th- advantage. But, 
We couldn't just coast to a victory. We couldn't rest on the first night of a back-to-back. No, no, no. Russ opens the fourth with a steal, and he misses it. Bahami cleans it up. Thabo makes another three. Then I put a big sigh. Then Paul George airballed a three. And I put dot, 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 question mark. Huh? Like, <laughs> this is not the man just put up 22 points in the last quarter. Like, how did he airball that? And the Jazz actually did a great job closing the league. They opened with a 10-3 run in the fourth quarter. And this is where I said, I swear Russ can't shoot in Utah, bro. He's 3-15 at that point. Russ turns it over. He gets the board. And then he gets an assist to Ferg for a three. Now, I put this because when he gets the board, he turned it over to Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell comes down the court. Russ kind of goes for a steal. And there was some contact, like, if you called a foul on Russ, I wouldn't have hated you because it could have been a foul, but there was no call. Mitchell was on the ground. Mitchell was the one guarding Ferguson. So Russ got the board, came down court. Ferguson did what he was supposed to do. He spotted up. Russ found him, and he drained a three. So credit for credit to Russ taking advantage of the situation. Credit to the referee for not calling that because that would have been Russ's sixth foul, as I note here. My stream went out at some point, and apparently Russ had five fouls. So... If he would have got a foul call right there, it would have been six fouls. And at that point in the game, eh, that that just wouldn't have been a good look. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good for the Thunder. So, I've noted that Paul George hadn't scored in the fourth. And literally, as soon as he did, he promptly makes a jumper for 41 points. And I said, I should try that more. Because literally, anytime I'm like, oh, this person hasn't scored, just scores. So, I'm just going to say Paul George hasn't scored in this quarter and hope for him to score. And Hami hasn't post-tried somebody in a while. Hami will post tried somebody. Russ has been turning the ball over a lot, and he won't turn the ball over. All right, I'm just kidding. Um, so then Russ goes to Adams for a floater. That's a Paul George ridiculous he had, or just just a straight-up ridiculous turnaround fadeaway on Joe Ingles for a 43rd point. Then Russ came down, he turned it over, he was alone with Joe and Rudy, and he couldn't contest it because it was his fifth foul, and Joe flipped it back to Rudy Gobert for an easy dump. Thunder was up five with about three minutes left. Crowder came down, he made a layup, cut it to three. And then Russ drove to the basket, probably had Adams on the lob, if I'm being honest, but he tried to force it to Paul. Paul misses, Adams boards it, and he gets fouled. He makes one free throw. And the Thunder were up four with two minutes. Like, this last, really, three minutes of the game is insane. Gobert blocks Adams' floater. Mitchell fouls Grant with 124 left in the game. I said Grant still hasn't scored since the first, and he misses both free throws. And that's uncharacteristic for Jimmy Grant. Jimmy Grant has actually been a solid free throw shooter for us um, here recently. Now, Career-wise, he's not great, but recently he's turned it around just like his shooting. And for him to miss both of those at that stage of the game wasn't helpful. Uh, Rubio came down the court, and he actually walked with about a minute left. And I said, what is this game? Like, this game is crazy. Like, my heart was beating out of my chest. I couldn't handle it. Russ goes down, and he misses. Mitchell gets the board. He goes down, and he scores. So Billy calls a timeout with 34 minutes left. Or, <laughs> minutes wow 34 seconds left to play and they are up two Schroeder can't inbound it on Ingles and they call timeout no more remain and wouldn't you know it 
We have a timeout. We draw up a play. Schroeder still can't inbound it on the Ingles. Tries to get it to Paul. Turns it over to Mitchell. But credit Dennis Schroeder on this because he comes back and he gets a steal. And he gets it to Russ Westbrook. I just have to take a second because this is where I get really frustrated. On a night where Russell struggling shooting. He was like 3 of 15. I think 3 of 16 at that point. Um... Dennis just got the steal. We're up two. Like, there's no... Like, Paul doesn't even need to shoot a three at this point. You're up two. With, literally, like... 25 seconds left. Something like that. Like, not enough for you to dribble out the clock. But you're up two with not a lot of time left. And he... Not only does he get shoot a three, he pulls up a dribble pull-up three. And I tweeted, I said, why, Russ? Just why? Like, because I don't understand it. On a night where you're struggling shooting, on a night where your teammate's on fire, and in a situation where you're up to with, you know, just a little bit over what the shot clock has. I just don't see why you shoot a three in that situation. But, anyways, he missed it. Mitchell rebounded it with seven seconds left. Then they come down the court. Um, I actually think they they didn't call a timeout. Yeah, yeah, they did. They called a timeout. And Mitchell gets the ball, comes down court on Russell Westbrook, drives past Russ. No, he drives past Paul. I'm sorry. Drives past Paul. Russ comes out of nowhere and seemingly blocks the mess out of Donovan Mitchell's dunk attempt. But they called a foul. And you know what that means? Six fouls, Russ is gone. And at this point, everybody's thinking, wow, the Thunder going to overtime, the first night of back-to-back, this isn't great, this isn't ideal, this isn't what we want without Russell Westbrook on the road at freaking Utah. Like, all the chips were stacked against us. Mitchell steps to the line, and he misses his first free throw. Like, I can't tell you, like, the camera was on Russ on the stream I was watching, and he just had this sheepish smile, and, I mean, I, I kind of had the same smile. I thought it was funny, and I actually have noted, I said, he'll probably try to miss the second one, try to get a rebound, a quick shot up to send it to overtime, or even win the game, and they, they called a timeout so they can make a plan for when he misses the free throw, but he steps up to the line, and he shoots this rainbow of a free throw, like intentionally trying to miss it, and it doesn't touch an, a centimeter of the rim, and it just swishes. And at that point, we're up one. We got the ball. Adams quickly inbounds it to Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, with about .5 seconds left, just chucks the ball as hard as he can, and the buzzer goes off. And the Thunder are victorious, 107-106. I mentioned the Jazz going on a run. The Jazz, you know, obviously closing the deficit. But they outscored the Thunder 25-14 in that fourth quarter. So, they almost made this game closer than... I mean, you know, they almost pulled out this game based off of their fourth quarter. Like, their fourth quarter almost trumped our third quarter as tremendous as it was. But I don't want to harp on it. We walked out victoriously. Was there issues? Absolutely. But we play again tomorrow. Hopefully we can iron some of those out. 
um, before Christmas Day when we play the Rockets, who, even without James Harden, beat the Spurs tonight. Um, I mean, not James Harden. Wow. Even without Chris Paul beat the Spurs tonight, James Harden had 39 points. So, definitely want to get our crap together here. Um, but, with the victory, again, 2-0 on the Jazz this year, and we're tied for first in the Western Conference. So, with that being said, it is time to present the Academy Award for the Player of the Game. You know, usually, this is kind of hard. I'm like, I could give it to this guy. I can give it to this guy. But no, not today. The Player of the Game, unquestionably, is Paul George. The man was insane. 43 points, 14 rebounds, led the team in points and rebounds. Um, Russ was second with 12, Adams had 10. So, led the team in rebounds, 6 assists and 5 steals, 1 block, and only 3 turnovers. This guy is not a point guard, people, but he still had a 2 to 1 turnover ratio. Um, I mean, I, I can't say enough about his performance. 15 and 25. 5 of 10 from the three-point line, 8 of 10 from the free-throw line. Without Paul George, we don't win. Like, I tweeted in the first quarter, imagine this game if we didn't have Jeremy Grant, because that's how good he was playing the fourth in the first quarter. Imagine this game if we don't have Paul George. Like, we get blown the freak out if Paul George is not on the court in a Thunder uniform tonight. I mean, he was ridiculous. Hitting threes, hitting pull-up twos, uh, driving the lane finishing and ones and you know I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record but I called this back in July I said Paul George is gonna win MVP now is he gonna win MVP I don't know but he is firmly in the conversation if he wasn't in the conversation before first of all those people are crazy but after tonight's game I don't think there's any question Paul George deserves to be in the conversation for MVP if you're not on the hashtag already, hashtag MVPG. Um, let's get Paul George that MVP, Thunder fans. Let's get that buzz rolling. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a know. bonus? I'll <laughs> <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Before I conclude tonight's podcast, I do want to do a segment. And yeah, you can call it a segment. Just a terrible Twitter take of tomorrow. And it's kind of a terrible Twitter take of today that this team is better without Russell Westbrook. Guys, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is still is still a top five NBA player. He's he's struggling shooting. All right, he shot 317. He was 0-4 from deep. He made both of his free throw attempts. So, you know, obviously he's struggling shooting. He had eight points tonight, which you could probably count on two hands how many times Russ Westbrook has had eight points. <laughs> but he's still affecting the game in different ways. He had 12 rebounds. He had nine assists. He had three steals. He's still the leader of this team. He's still the beating heart of this team. 
Paul George will be the first to tell you this team needs Russell Westbrook to be able to have success. So, miss me with that Westbrook slander. Once again, don't hate on the Brody. We need him on this team. He completes this team. And, be honest with you, he's just not going anywhere. So, take that take and kick it out of here. With that being said, the Thunder, uh, with a quick little forecast. The Thunder play the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow. Um, this game will actually be at OKC, so it'll be good to be back home. Timberwolves, ever since they lost Jimmy Butler, they've been playing a lot better defense, which is kind of ironic, but, you know, they have. Uh, Carl Towns has been on tear lately. It's going to be fun to watch him and Steven Adams match up. And I know we've played each other a different amount of times, but the game that sticks out for me when I think about the Timberwolves game Um it's Christmas Day a few years ago, uh, in which the Thunder just put it on them. I think we beat them by like 25 points. Russ was insane. Um, that was his MVP season, and his canter was insane. Steven Adams was insane. Like it was a great team win, and it was a good time. Um, you know that season and that game in particular was a lot of fun. So hopefully we can relive some of that and have some fun tomorrow in another Thunder victory as we try to push our win streak. <coughs> Sorry. So we try to push our win streak to five games and further strengthen our stronghold on the Western Conference. Can't believe I just said that, but I'm excited to say it. With that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Hope that you guys will follow us at OKC Topic Thunder, thundersintentions.com. It's where you can find us. Also, now it's thunderbasketball.com. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, leave us a five star rating and all-star review that's what i said all-star review (laughs) um and you know that really helps us out we definitely appreciate that and keep it here for any game recaps for our weekly episode i think we got a weekly episode coming out tomorrow uh as well as a live reaction to the end of the timberwolves game so be on the lookout for that we got some guests coming up that we're working on getting in the works yep i said working on getting in the works that's how tired i am (laughs) but I'm going to stop talking now. I hope you all have a great night. God bless. And don't forget, thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.